Sally Talks. This will be episode number nine. It's uh, Sunday, May 24th, and I'm just opening the gates of St. Andrew's Cemetery here. Uh, Thompson Park was full today. It looked like everybody was out for a picnic of some kind. So I've chosen uh, this place instead. It's very close by. It's up the hill, and uh, it's kind of an, uh, a convenient location, and I have podcast from here. On several occasions, it's uh, lovely, lots of trees, and of course, being a cemetery, it's nice and quiet. Beautiful old church right behind me, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a decision I have to make. Uh, At this moment, a cat's fate uh, hangs in the balance, I guess. Over a decision I have to make, and I guess <laughs> I'm going to spoil this podcast right now and say the decision has already been made. Um, but believe me, it hasn't been easy, and uh, I've made it. Uh, maybe I've made it just—it's my nature more difficult than it needed to be. Oh, I'm leaning against. Uh, I should at least have the decency to say who's. In memory of Andy Per... Oh, I can't read it. Cannot make out that. James looks like a whole family. Palmer. Oh, Palmer family. 1925, April 1925. All right, so if you don't mind, gentlemen, I'm going to lean against your spot. is a beautiful view of the trees. However, let's get back to the topic at hand because we don't have much time. A cat came into my life, Yuki, and I'm probably going to call this episode Yuki, and you'll probably see a picture of Yuki. Um, first name is Josie, then Yuki, then Shiroi, Shiro, which means white, Yuki means snow. And <laughs> If you're a good guesser, you can say, hey, I bet you that cat is white, and it is white and beautiful. Yuki came into our lives, and I loved it. Uh, we we built, built a place for it outdoors on our deck with a couple of towels and had a little home. We fed it. I bought a lovely couple of dishes, and they were perfect because they had winter snowman scenes on them, and it just fit the name Yuki, and bought some uh, pet food. And uh, Yuki, you know, we, we'd let it in just for a moment, but it, the idea was it would sleep out night. It was an outdoor cat. And then... Yuki disappeared after 10 days, and I felt very bad. Uh, just, wow. It was such a beautiful cat, and, and of course you worry, a cat outdoors, it's gone. Did it go back to its original home? Did, did harm come its way? What What's happened? And I was in the kitchen just thinking about this cat, and suddenly Yuki was back. Three days later, it came back on our doorstep, meowing to come in. But its behavior was a little different. It, it seemed we just had the feeling, I, I thought, uh-oh, either it's pregnant, because it seemed to be looking for hiding places in the house, uh, you know, in closets and hiding out of the way. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I cannot deal with a pregnant cat. It's not even ours to start with. What are we going to do? And it was a bit skittish. And 
When I first found UK, I went online and uh, posted pictures, found, you know, cat in Scarborough near this uh, Cedar Grove Park and so on. Didn't get any calls. And somebody else mentioned uh, a pet store, and it turns out the pet store is just basically around the corner from us, very close by. I thought, well, that woman knows all about pets. Went in to see her and told her the situation, and she said, well... Is it female for sure? I said, well, yeah, I think so. And I don't know if it's pregnant. She said, well, I'll tell you what, I can take it into my vet and uh, have it checked over and so on. So she did. And uh, the cat's fine, good health. It did not enjoy having its nails clipped. I did not enjoy having to put poor Yuki into headfirst into a uh, cat box to transport it. The woman came and picked her up and then called me. And um, I had prior, prior to this talked and said, well, it's a, it's a bit of a big decision. really not sure what the options are here. I don't know if my whole family's on board. My son has always had allergies with cats. Uh, it's a big responsibility. My wife adored the cat when she first saw it and then realized, wait a minute now, who's going to end up doing most of the cleaning, the vacuuming, and all the other stuff which I fail to do I, I'm, I won't get into it because it would take a whole podcast to tell you all my shortcomings but there are several that my wife is aware of I would say pretty much most of them more, more of my shortcomings she is aware of than I am Okay. at any rate um, she wasn't so sure about this whole thing and I thought okay well I'll see what the options are and of course I went back to see Catherine at her uh, pet shop and she said well I have I, had, I, I adopt cats out and uh, I have a showing on Monday, and I could take your cat and um, find a family for it. And I thought, well, that would solve everything. I don't have the, you know, I don't have to deal with cleaning up the puke, which she did when she had too much of her rich food, or cleaning up the cat box. Yeah, things are just simpler if I just deal with it that way i'll just yeah sure all right you'll you'll find a good and i know she finds good family she's a cat lover so she phoned me um right after the vet or from the vet and said what have you decided and i guess before i could even fully respond she kind of made it clear look if you're, this, this should be an indoor cat. Well, my feeling is this is an outdoor cat. Um, I don't want to bring it back to you, and then you have to bring it back to me again, and, and through this transfer, how about if I just keep it? And I said, okay. Okay, we're done with it. But in my heart, I, you know, I mean, my son could see it, and that I, I, I missed this cat, and I felt, I felt I betrayed the cat. I had betrayed Yuki by just giving her up like that to a family that will not give her as much love as I can. I am capable. I, I'm a cold-hearted person. But when it comes to cats, I can give an awful lot of love. And I just know cats and cats love me. Okay, it's, it's, This, I suppose, is a very important part of the story. I grew up with cats. I've never really had one of my own be the responsibility of it. My son in Australia said, Dad, Dad, keep the cat, keep the cat. Mom will warm up to it. But I decided, no, this is simpler. We're just practical, on a practical level, just give it up. It's done. Don't worry about it. There'll be another cat in the future. There's always cats needing homes. Don't worry about it. 
but I'm thinking, yeah, but not Yuki. Not this cat that really especially needs my special touch. So, I'm going to church this morning. I turn on the TV, the movie Iwo Jima is on, and somebody's reading from a letter and sort of the sad last scene from this World War II battle because it's Veterans Day in the United States. They're going to show their American soldier heroes. That's fine. It's expected. The passage he reads out from the text was, Always do what your heart tells you is right. Always do what your heart tells you is right. And of course that just jumped out at me. Well, what's my heart telling? My heart's telling me, keep the cat. Look after that cat. You owe that cat. My head might say, no, it's easier. Just, hey, cheaper, easier. No no worry about it. Just, just get rid of it. Put it out of your mind. Forget it. The heart thinks otherwise. And very often I can make decisions, I suppose, either way. But... I don't always listen to my heart. I have in the past. I know I should more of, but in this case, hey, simple, easy decision, just give up the cab. So I'm going to have to rationalize that. I know there are going to be times when I'm just sitting there alone, wishing I had that white cat sitting on my lap. Uh, Just, you know, sharing love. But, hey, I can, you know, it's a choice. Sometimes in life you make hard choices. I made a very hard choice in Japan when I found the stray cat. The cat was had been attacked, had been fat, it had a, a very serious wound in its hind leg, and it was meowing in a in a park that was a bit wild, I suppose, with other wildlife and dogs and who knows what. And this poor cat was in the bushes, and I saw it. And my heart went out to another oh, poor creature, and I got a bag, a leather, or a, just a canvas bag, and went back to the park and I put the cat in it and I brought it back and it stayed with me for about a week on my bed. It was it was probably dying, but it was comforted. I didn't know what to do and didn't have much Japanese language. I just knew I had to just look after this cat for a while. It didn't want much. It just needed to lie in a safe, quiet, calm place on my bed. And uh, one day I realized, no, this is not looking good. I've, we've got to deal with this. And I phoned a friend, and she told me, you know, there was a vet nearby, and I could take this cat, and I put the cat back in this bag and carried it off to the vet. And the vet looked at it and just kind of shook his head and sort of as if to say no hope. And I had a little dictionary, a tiny little handheld dictionary, and I was wanting to word, look for something like mercy killing. Will it be? Will it be painful? What? What are we going to do here? Uh, euthanasia? I, I didn't know what what I could look up, and all I could find was the word kill. And I said that word. I don't don't remember what it was, but said that to the guy, kill, you know. And he looked and kind of shrugged his shoulders. And I went ahead, and I had tears in my eyes. I was very, very... It, it just, it, As I carried it to the vet, I remember walking through the park, wishing I had my father, wishing somebody else was going to make this decision for me. Uh, it just was too hard to make, and I, I felt so alone, which I was. I was living on my own in Japan before I got married. I just felt the weight of this horrible decision that I was going to have to make about this cat and I remember clearly just you know these are decisions fathers make 
I'm not a father. I'm, I, I just, I don't know what to do. And I left the cab at the vet, and of course he put it down. I walked home, and I remember, as if to feel the weight of the empty bag slung over my shoulder, there's no longer a cat in there, and I'm going home. I just felt terrible, and I guess I probably cried then too. And felt very, very alone. Anyway, that's kind of a side story here that... This decision about Yuki, it, it's it's one of the heart. And so today I've I've you know I've resolved. Okay, this is it. It's easier, and we'll just deal with that. And my wife will be happy, and there's just no problem. You know, I'll get over it. And then I'm sitting in church, and my phone rings just before the service about to start, and it was my wife, and she said, "Have you gone to the uh, pet store yet to return? I was going to return the cat food and the the uh, poop tray and everything else." And I said, no, no, I'm at church. And she said something like, you can keep the cat. can't remember what the exact words were. And I said, we'll, we'll talk about it when I get home. So it was very hard to concentrate on the service today, as wonderful as it was. And I have another anecdote I'll get into later. Um, but I thought about that and still didn't know the right decision and came home and sat at the kitchen with my wife and said look it's a decision you know and we've been we, we've been thinking more about, about the future we had a a discussion a talk about our lives our differences ourselves and I, I won't get into all of that now let's keep this on the cat and I couldn't get a clear answer. She was sort of saying, if you want the cat, you can have the cat. Basically, that, it came to that. And I'm thinking, look, I don't want to take it if it's, if it's going to be an added burden to you. And yes, there will be fur, white fur all over the place and scratched furniture and uh, worries when the cat doesn't come back at night and so on. Uh, I really need you to say yes. And she's sort of putting it in my court, saying, well, it's, you, you can decide. I'm, I'm more or less saying I'm okay with it, whatever you decide. And I thought, okay, I still don't know. I know the easy way out. Uh, and I thought, what I'll do is I'll just come and I'll find a quiet place, turn on my recorder, as I have done, and talk to you about it, the listener. Talk to myself about it, really. I'm only letting you in on it. And make my decision by the end of the podcast. Well, it seems I blew it because by the uh, even before I had turned this on, I realized I've got to go back to the pet store right after this since I hang up and uh, tell the woman we've changed our mind we've had a discussion we needed more time and we want our cat back do not put it up for adoption and I'm already thinking maybe she's going to want to say no I'm sorry it's, uh, she can't do that she'll, she'll be reluctant I, I think I don't know I don't know what to anticipate I just know that uh, I need Yuki back I, I was um it's hard to say. It's hard to say because there is a part of me that's just keep life simple. You don't need another animal in it now. You don't need to deal with all the grief and pain it's going to cause you. And I was still, still, still as I was in the house, still undecided completely. Went to my son's room and said, "Hey, it's not my decision. It's not my call, Dad. I'm okay with it, but it's it's your call." And then just from my wife, just from her room where she was busy doing more cleaning. She called out uh, to Daniel, our son. Um, 
Father's Day is coming up. And that was, I just broke into laughter. I, I just, it just made me laugh. And of course, that was her way, in a very Japanese way. It's never quite direct of saying, that's a gift for Dad, the cat. And that just made, that was the turning point. I heard just saying that, Father's Day is coming up, was as if to say, go ahead, it's a gift. So, wow. <laughs> I sure can't go back on my word now. I guess all I have to do is uh, get into my car and uh, go straight back to the pet food stop, shop and talk to Catherine and say, well, we've had our conversation, we've thought about it, and um, we want Yuki. How do I get her back from you? You'll be hearing more about Yuki, I'm sure. So. Anyway, I, I did not uh, get into what happened at the church service. It was another good, powerful service, a lot to do with forgiveness. I think I'm going to save that for a part two. Usually I start off talking about church. I think uh, I'll conclude by talking a little bit about this service and what it was about. And uh, those of you who are not interested can fast forward. I'm holding in my hand a seed. And uh, I haven't seen this seed for uh, probably a few years. Uh, and it's a very... Uh, <laughs> An interesting story, but we're going to save that for part two, okay? So we're going to stop here, 17 minutes, and uh, stay tuned for uh, what's to follow, all right? Almost said Scarborough Dude, it's Ken, signing out for now, and uh, I'll be right back. Hang on. If there's a poor boy on the street 
street But let them have my seat Cause tonight I'll be staying here with you Tonight, I'll be staying here with you. 